Maybe you can learn more from playing a fucking game with your old Uncle Joe than you can in fucking goddamn public school. Won't that be a nice day? Getting fucking jerked off by a big titty bitch while you're fucking uh, making some pickles. I could understand why you'd start jerking somebody off if you were at Beetlejuice the Musical. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome into the next episode of Joe Kelly's Psychedelic Experience. What's going on with you, my friend? Your old pal Joe here, just checking in with you on a motherfucking Wednesday, I believe it's going to be. How's it going? How's it hanging? Listen, my friend, I hope you are doing well. I hope you're doing better than you ever thought you possibly could be doing. And if you are not, hey, 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 that's A-O-fucking-K. But do yourself a favor. Get your shit together, all right? Time keeps a ticking. Ticking for everybody. Some people getting their shit together, some people not. You want to be on the side of the people who are getting their shit together. I promise you, you don't want to die alone and drunk in a basement somewhere, all right? And that's probably going to happen to 99.99% of the people who aren't getting their shit together. You're probably going to die alone in the basement anyway, but won't death feel better when you have your shit together? I certainly think so. This episode of the podcast brought to uh, brought to you by our good friends over at Magic Mind. Go to magicmind.com. Use the promo code JOE. That's J-O-E at checkout. Save yourself a few bucks and uh, give it a try. It's an absolutely wonderful product. Also, if you'd like to support me, support the podcast, patreon.com slash utilize shrooms. There's a link in the description of this podcast. You can do so. You get daily check-in videos. You get bonus podcasts. All sorts of stuff coming to you at the Patreon. All right? Thank you to everybody who's already signed up to the Patreon. I love you guys. You're the absolute best. Some shows coming up. Going to be slinging some stand-up comedy jokes and all sorts of fun. Uh, This Friday, the 22nd, I'll be in Huntsville, Alabama at Low Mill Arts and Entertainment for Epic Comedy Hour. Great show. I just found out my good buddy from Birmingham, Narado Moore, is going to be down there. Probably the funniest person I've ever met in my life. You know, Narado's great. I can't wait to see him. It's been a couple years, so... uh, Looking forward to that one. I'll be in Seattle the 29th and the 30th. Also going to be in Salt Lake City, Utah the 6th and the 7th. I'll be out in Cookville, Tennessee or around there on October 12th. And then I got a couple shows in Nashville the 13th and the 14th of October. I'll be headlining Black Circle Brewing uh, October 15th in Indianapolis, Indiana. And uh, then I got some shows with Aaron Weber coming up in November. Going to be in Albany. It looks like uh, Connecticut and uh, Appleton, Wisconsin. And then going to be rounding out the year in Tampa, Florida, the 15th through the 17th at Side Splitters. JoeKellyComedy.com has all your info, dates, and all this and that information that you need. What's been... Going on with you, my friend. Sorry the podcast is late this week. All right, ladies and gentlemen. I made a a bit of an impromptu, impromptu trip up to Michigan to spend some time with my family. Uh, My mom's birthday, my niece's birthday is coming up in a few days. So I just wanted to go back, check in with everybody, see how everybody's doing. And uh, that's it. So I was was driving back from Michigan on Monday and... uh, didn't have the proper equipment to record a podcast for you while I was up there. So I do apologize. But what have you been doing with your week? Have you had good things happening to you? Have you been enjoying yourself? 
Did you get a hookah pipe? I did. It feels great. Uh, <laughs> Michigan was fun. It's always a good time going back. No one knew I was coming back this time, so it was a nice, uh, nice surprise. And then, of course, chaos ensued because uh, I realized that my family and I'm part of my family. We're a bunch of uh, we're a bunch of savages and animals. <laughs> that's what I that's what I realized. <laughs> I mean, we got manners and everything, but we're just a bunch of. We're a bunch of animals up there. And not just my immediate family, too. My cousins, my aunts, my uncles. The Kellys are a bunch of fucking heathens and animals and savages. Polite, we got manners, but god damn, we're we're not fit for a uh, prim and proper society or culture. I do know that. But it was... uh, I love spending time with my niece, man. She's uh, she's a lot of fun. I got to spend some time with her. Uh, her birthday is later this week, but I still got to see her and spend time with her. See her get a new bike and all that shit. And she was uh, she was super stoked about it, you know. So that was all good. I also she uh, she goes to school right, and every day whoever picks her up from school goes, "What'd you learn today?" And every day she says nothing, and Everyone keeps giving her shit about it. They're like, you learned something today. You learned something today. And then thinking back, I was talking to my mom about this. I was like, maybe she didn't learn anything. Maybe that's just what's going on in school nowadays. You know, the shit that they try to teach you seems so insignificant to your life that you don't bother paying attention or listening to the lessons that are being taught, if there are any being taught. And uh, so I was talking to my mom. I was like, how many times did you go to school and feel like you learned fucking nothing? And she was like, oh, most of it. And it's like, yeah, it hasn't changed. School seems uh, she's in public school. All right. Public school seems like it's just becoming a way to have uh, the state raise your children. That's what it seems like it has become. Maybe it was always that because think about it. You're fucking spending You know, most of the day away from your family as a kid, they're not teaching you anything. They're busy living their own lives, making their own money. And then you're taught a curriculum that is pre-approved by the state or the school or whatever it is. So who's, who's really coming out on top here in the old public school system? I don't think it's the students. It's certainly not my niece. I think I did more uh, for her in her mathematics skills by playing a game with her. It's called Shut the Box, if you've never heard of it, ladies and gentlemen. Very fun game. You roll a couple dice, and then you try and close every single number you have. I have a small board that goes 1 through 9, and then I have a big board that goes 1 through 12. But this was a couple years ago, and I guess she was just starting to get into math. Uh, but I was like, just play this game with me. You know, come figure this shit out. Roll the dice, and then, you know... We played it one day. She was a little slow with the numbers and stuff. And then the next day she was killing it. So maybe you can learn more from playing a fucking game with your old Uncle Joe than you can in fucking goddamn public school where they're just teaching you to be gay nowadays. (laughs) They're teaching you to be gay and that that penises and vaginas have no uh, merit in the real world. That seems to be what they're teaching. I haven't asked her about that yet. 
I'd like to talk to her about that and see if they're talking about the dicks and the vaginas and they don't matter what you got. You can be whatever you are. And that's fine. Be whoever you are. But uh, I'm going to smack the shit on my knees if she says some wild shit, you know? <laughs> you get your head on straight, little one. Uh, really, that was the only, the only significant... Uh, I just hung out with my niece and just kicked it. I, I love talking to my grandma, too. I don't know how close you guys are with your family. I never thought I was very close, and I think I wasn't for... I wasn't for a while. I spent a lot of time running away from them because I uh, maybe I didn't want to be a heathen and a savage. You know, I was trying to uh, be different or not be like them or whatever it is. And the older I've gotten, the more time, especially the past couple of years, I've been going back more, the more I realize that I'm a product of them. I'm exactly who they are. And, uh, you know, I use butter when I cook. That's kind of like the only difference. I don't use margarine. I will uh, put some salt and pepper on the things that I cook too, whereas they don't do that. You know, I tried to explain that to my mom because I learned that in Atlanta, that white people don't season their food. And I had no idea. And she's like, I season my food. And uh, she has the same little canister of salt that she's had. One, it's, it's from like fucking 2012. And just like, you don't use salt on anything. You don't use salt on nothing, you know? So I guess that's really the only difference between us is that I use salt and pepper when I'm cooking things and uh, they don't. And my grandma can't eat lettuce because she'll get diarrhea. Imagine that. I eat lettuce all the time. Other than that, I think we're all pretty much, uh, pretty much the same. But just talking to my grandma, she was talking about growing up in the Depression and just the... Uh, I don't know, I guess the contrast between her life as a kid and my niece's life as a kid. And she was like, I don't think kids today would be able to survive when I was a kid. And it's like, well, no, if you took a kid from fucking 2023 and then you're like, hey, you're going to wear a burlap sack for a fucking dress and you're going to spend a lot of time out in the garden picking vegetables and shit, they're going to lose their fucking mind without TikTok. But if my niece was born the same time my grandma was, she'd be fine. You know, it's not that kids today are any, any different, I guess, than kids of the past, other than just the environment around them, you know. But if you put that, if you put modern children in the past, yeah, they're going to fuck up. But if they were born, if they were born around the same time, I think everybody would adapt and be just fine. Might be some more polio going on or something like that. But I didn't tell that. I just let her keep talking because sometimes I just like to let my grandma talk and tell me about the olden days, you know, because I do see a uh, and I guess I've always kind of been fascinated with the uh, the simple life of things, a little bit being off the grid, uh, not being so dependent on grocery stores and, you know, and all this and all that. And it does seem it does seem there is some sort of movement right now to kind of detach uh, from society and from, for a lack of a better word, the matrix and the internet and this, that, and the other, and kind of live a simpler life and grow your own food, you know? But there is a, I don't know, there was some fucking CEO, I think it was of Bank of America, 
who was uh, talking about we should uh, we should uh, what would the word be take private property from citizens in order to somehow help with climate change right now. That's a fucking CEO of a major bank who probably has funded most, if not all of the politicians that you have voted for in your lifetime. You know, I don't know when Bank of America started, but I'm sure they dole out a lot of fucking money. So this guy's like, let's take away the land in order to save the planet, which doesn't seem like a, you know, there's that's who's that going to benefit? It certainly ain't going to be you or me or anybody else. But uh, just my grandma speaking about her life. And it was the Great Depression, but it was almost like, to me, it seemed very romantic. You know, you, simple life, you're fucking eating potatoes and you're uh, putting pickles, you're making your own pickles, you're putting green beans in jars, and then you're playing in the hay at the fucking farm. Like, what? that sounds great. Rather than fucking scrolling through your phone, jerking off a whole bunch, and fucking short-circuiting your fucking brain, you know? What seems like a better life, really? To fucking bust your ass for 60 fucking years, to barely have anything to show for it at the end of your life, and if you do have anything, odds are good you'll be uh, too old to really enjoy it, or you fucking, uh, you know, you fucking grow your own food for a little while. You get a better quality product. You're probably in uh, better health because you're growing healthy food by yourself. And you don't have to rely on some fucking asshole to fucking cut you a check every week. Maybe you still do some of that. But you get the fucking, you get the balance of growing your own food and taking care of yourself a little bit more. I don't know. There's got to be maybe a balance of the two. But, uh. Just that idea of, of, you know, a homestead sort of life. I've always had that idea. That was a big part of moving to Maui, people. I'm sure we've talked about that before on the podcast, but the idea was for me leaving Flint and leaving home at 21 years old and going to upstate New York for a couple months. And I was like, what the fuck is this, you know? And uh, that didn't last too long. So then my two options were, excuse me, either go back home to Flint after my buddy got fired from the radio station, or he was moving down to DC with our old boss from the radio station in Flint. And uh, I talked to a friend of his, actually my sister is one of my sister's ex-boyfriends. He was a real cool guy. He, uh, he always kind of included me and was looking out for me and shit. So I was just talking to him where it's like, dude, I don't know what I'm doing. And he was just like, well, you can't, you can't come back here. So just go to D.C. And I was like, uh, I mean, I guess that's all I really needed. But in my head, in my mind, coming from Flint, Michigan, which is a relatively small town, you know, small town living, small town life. I mean, there's a city, but, you know, we lived on a fucking dead end dirt road for a while until they paved it. So, you know, we were fucking small city life. But in my head, I was like, I'm going to move to a big city. And everything's going to be fucking awesome and great. And everyone's going to be cool and understanding and just unique. And then I moved there and everybody fucking sucked. And it might have something to do with D.C. D.C. is fucking bullshit alley for America. 
It's the crossroads of fucking bullshit alley and fucking shove it up your ass creek or whatever it is, where it's just all politics and lawyers and everyone's lying and full of shit and everyone's doing fundraisers for fucking a bunch of crooked motherfuckers. They're going, oh, fucking, we're going to raise money for, you know, whatever environmental group they're fucking raising money for. And then they just pay people off. They pay people to vote a certain way. All the money you donate, okay, to all those environmental groups, they don't do anything with the money, people. I saw it. I worked for these motherfuckers, you know? I worked for Greenpeace for a little bit. You know, they're the fucking number one environmental fucking nonprofit in the whole fucking goddamn world, you know? And uh, all that money that we were raising for the environment, I think I've talked about this before, but it went to it went to a group of people that, you know, mountain climbing enthusiasts who climbed Mount Rushmore and then hung a banner of Barack Obama on Mount Rushmore and it said, America elects leaders, not politicians, which is not true at all. But that was where the money, that was where the fucking money went. Okay. That's what these people do. I worked for the human rights campaign, HRC, you know, the fucking gay friendly group or whatever. Most of the shit that they fucking, most of the money that they raise goes to the people who run the organization. And then they fucking ball out at the end of every year or one time a year and put on this fucking gala million dollar fucking gala where everybody, their big donors fucking come and jerk each other off and go, aren't we good people? It's like none of these fucking organizations do anything. And in my fucking head, I was like, well, everything's fucked. You know, I had this fucking just bright eyed bushy tailed outlook of what life would be. And it was such a, uh, such a culture shock to realize everyone's full of shit all the time and nothing is what it seems where it was like, I'm just going to check out and not participate in society and life. I'd rather grow my own food and, uh, you know, live a simple life, which is what I was pretty much doing on Maui. And then, you know, and then you're not in love anymore. And then you're like, well, what do I want to do with my life? Because this would be great to just live this way forever, grow food and just fucking take it easy, do some carpentry work, you know, fucking go gather some bananas up, go gather some fucking mangoes, all that shit would be great. And then, uh, and I was like, I'm gonna go do comedy. That was the fucking who it took me away from fucking paradise, but I think I needed to do it, you know, and here we are today because of it. So I'm pretty sure if I was still on Maui in a fucking garden, I wouldn't be doing a podcast. I know that much, but it is what it is, but I've always been infatuated. Is that the right word? Infactuated? I think that's the right word. About a, just a simpler life, providing more for yourself, not having to rely so much on, you know, on the almighty dollar and fucking shitty grocery stores that, you know, spray paint their food and make it look like it's better than what it really is and they lack no nutrients at all, you know. So just listen to my grandma talk about, you know, her what would be viewed as as a rough childhood growing up coming out of the Great Depression or during the Great Depression was uh, that people wouldn't be able to survive. But actually, it's it's sounds like one of the most beautiful lives you could ever live. You know, 
lives, life, whatever the fuck. <laughs> I might have said something wrong there. And it is. I do see a lot more people, a lot more, a lot of people pushing more towards that simplicity. Because I think, I think everyone's fried on the bullshit. I think people are, are realizing what the game is just as far as society goes. And I think people are getting over it, you know, because our society, America, the world in general now is nothing. It's nothing more than a fucking power grab from, you know, elite motherfuckers who got a lot of money, who lie to you pretty much every day of their life. That's where we're at right now. You can see it. The CEO of the fucking Bank of America is like, we shouldn't be having people have their own land. We should uh, fucking do something about that. You know, China owns most of the farmland or not most of it, but a lot of it in the country. Uh, What are they talking about? These 15 minute cities too, where you'll just be in a little fucking box where nothing's more than 15 minutes away from you. You don't want that shit. Uh, maybe you do. Maybe you're a fucking cyborg, not a real person. Maybe you're not from the earth. You're not from the soil. You know, maybe you're fucking something else. Maybe you're a demon from another dimension. They would go, oh, 15 minute city would be great. I don't have to fucking have a car or nothing. That's the other thing too, toward the push towards electric cars. And, you know, then you'll have a, a specific route that you have to take in order to charge your car and this, that, and the other. It seems like there is a complete grab for power and control over the whole goddamn world right now. And uh, so grow your own food. So grow some tomatoes and grow some lettuce and grow some carrots. And then maybe it won't, uh, maybe none of that will be uh, as troublesome or as worrisome, you know. But if people just fucking see, that was the word, seize the land. That's what the CEO of Bank Bank of America was talking about. Seizing the land from citizens in order to somehow fucking help climate change out which listen i'm not saying the climate ain't changing or nothing like that but you could see that the any of these motherfuckers who talk about it and try and raise money for it aren't good people and don't have your best interest in mind you know they want to protect the planet for themselves and their bloodline and their legacy and all that shit so you know do do your part to fucking make earth (laughs) fucking nice or whatever it is. But do you think the CEO of Bank of America is fucking flying coach with everybody else? Absolutely not, dude. Absolutely fucking not. You think he doesn't have 17 fucking cars? You think he doesn't have fucking uh, a rare Hummer that gets a half a fucking mile to the gallon? You think that's the fucking guy you want to be listening to? You know, it's ridiculous. I saw a... There's a big climate protest going on or a climate change protest going on in New York City right now. As if the worst thing in New York City right now is the fucking climate. (laughs) It's not the fucking violence and the fact that the, you know, the fucking homeless drug problem. It's the climate. It's too hot in New York. If it just cooled down a little bit, I bet the homeless people wouldn't be homeless. I bet everybody would get off drugs. I bet people would stop killing each other. I bet the fucking, uh, the sidewalks would stop collapsing in on each other. I bet people would stop fucking, you know, sucking dick in the goddamn subway. I bet all that would happen if just we fucking turned the thermostat down a degree or two in New York City acting as if that's the biggest fucking problem. And it's all these fucking mindless fucks that go meandering through the streets because they got nothing else to do on a fucking Monday afternoon. Get a fucking job, will you? 
I get that things are bad and you think you're doing your part by fucking, you know, going and walking through the street and thinking, oh, this is going to change the climate. It's not. It's fucking not. Get away from New York City, you fucking retards. What the fuck? You want to change the climate? Don't live in a fucking smoldering pile of shit. Do that. Go live in fucking Iowa where nobody wants to live and fucking help the climate that way. But you don't want to do that. You want to live in New York. You want to go where you want to go. You want to eat the foods you want to eat that are all getting shipped into the fucking city anyway by gasoline-powered trucks. And so you can go fucking walk around on a Monday afternoon and go, it's time for change in America. They've been trying to change the climate for fucking 30 goddamn years. Since the 60s or the 70s, it's been longer than that. And it hasn't done a goddamn thing. So maybe that has more to do with us than whatever, but it's just all a bunch of racket and a bunch of hoobla, you know, a bunch of nonsense. And, uh, you know, climate changes. It always has. It always will. You know, we've gone through ice ages and heat waves and fucking, you know, great floods. And that's just how the world works. And are we influencing human beings? Are we influencing uh, climate in some way? Maybe. Yeah, there's probably a good chance of it. There's a lot of us. And, uh, you know, we most of us don't really give a shit about, you know, we just want to fucking go fast. We want to go fast, fast, fast. So, you know, but... With that being said, would it, you know, if you took all the humans away, would would the earth still be going through this, you know, I guess this warming phase or this cooling phase? It depends who the fuck you listen to anyway. But uh, live your life, you know, have a little bit of fun. Take care of the things that are around you, of course. Don't go fucking sticking a duck head in a goddamn tank of oil. That'd be absolutely ridiculous. But fucking live life, have a little bit of fun. The planet's going to get warm, so what? No one's having kids in America anyway. Everyone's like, oh, we got to do it for the kids. Ain't nobody having fucking kids in America. The birth rate's fucking declining like a motherfucker in this goddamn country. And people are like, we got to do it for the kids. There ain't no fucking kids. There ain't none. They're all going to be raised by the state anyway. So who gives a fuck? You know? Who gives a fuck about the climate? I don't. I think you should do things and, you know, reuse stuff. Don't just go throw everything in the trash. But recycling is fucking bullshit. There's like two kinds of plastic that I think you can legitimately recycle. So they just don't, they just have separate bins for you. They want to make you feel like you're a good person because you're putting stuff in a, in a green bin instead of a trash can. And meanwhile, they go to the same fucking place, people. I've seen it with my own eyes. I worked for a junk removal company. We fucking, everyone goes, we got junk. You come load your truck up and take your your truck to the dump. And that's what we do. And you know who pulled in right behind us? The fucking recycling truck. They dumped it in the same goddamn hole. So you're wasting, quit fucking letting them fool you. Quit paying extra money so you can fucking recycle or whatever. I don't fucking know if you got to pay extra, but you probably got to pay extra for the fucking bin you put it in. Put it in the trash. It's going to the same place anyway. Unless you got glass, in which case reuse the fucking glass. Do something with it, you know? Anyway, little climate talk for you on a fucking Wednesday afternoon, all right? Don't be worrying so much. Uh, do the best you can to keep your area, your little space safe, but you ain't going to fucking change anybody's mind by walking through New York City on a fucking Monday, you know? 
and go, well, we need to change the climate. You need to get the fuck out of New York City and become a real person. That's what you need to be. Because you're fucking delusional with your fucking Daisy Duke shorts and your wide-framed glasses and your fucking stupid-ass fucking sign that says, change climate now. <sighs> Fools. Fools everywhere. So, my grandma has been right the whole time, and uh, I think I'm going to try and live a life similar to hers in the Great Depression, because it seems easier, you know? Money's good. Everybody wants money, because money gives you power, but freedom is is even better, I think. Being able to provide for yourself and not having to rely on a uh, a system of complete garbage just to get through your fucking day, just to add some fucking... Uh, nourishment to your body. You know what I mean? You got to sell your soul to some heartless corporation for eight hours a day while the state raises your kids. And uh, then they cut you a check and go, Hey, get on over to Kroger and buy something that uh, 90% of the products in there are corn based. You know, that's where we're living right now. So if you don't have a garden, fucking get one, get some goats and get you a big titty bitch. You know what I mean? Get one of them fucking milkmaids from the fucking Renaissance Festival or whatever. One of them giant jugged broads to fucking pet the goats and, you know, beat you off from time to time when you pick the peas. Won't that be a nice day? Getting fucking jerked off by a big titty bitch while you're fucking uh, making some pickles. That ain't a bad life. Tell me how that's a bad life. Oh, I can't go to fucking Cuba when I want to. Who the fuck wants to go to Cuba anyway? Not even the Cubans. They fucking get on boats and swim so they don't have to be in Cuba. But you sell your soul to a corporation just so you can go to Cuba once every four years. What the fuck? Grow some food. Live life a little bit. Let's take a break. We'll get right back to the podcast. Thanks for being here, everybody. We got some wonderful sponsors today. <laughs> this episode of the podcast is brought to you by Magic Mind. Do yourself a favor, my friend. Add a little bit of peace and calmness to your morning routine with a simple shot of Magic Mind. Pack with nootropics and all sorts of good stuff for your brain to get you in the place you need to be to start your day. How often do you wake up? You're not necessarily in a good mood. Maybe you got to go to work. Maybe you got to deal with uh, people you don't love anymore that you consider family, so you stick around. And then you get all jacked up on coffee. That just increases the amount of uh, annoyedness in your life. You know what I mean? A lot of people are out there. Don't talk to me before I've had my coffee. You got a bad attitude. All right. Coffee doesn't change your bad attitude. It enhances it. Maybe you should change yourself or introduce a little magic mind to you. It's done absolute wonders for my morning routine. I uh, am not the same person in the morning that I used to be before magic mind. And I absolutely love it. And I know you will too, my friend, go to magicmind.com. Use the promo code Joe, J O E at checkout, save you a few bucks and give it a try. If you already haven't, all right, magicmind.com promo code J O E. Cause that is a difficult name to spell and uh, save you some coin. Give it a try. I promise you will absolutely love it. And uh, I think it'll change your mornings for the better. Let's get back to the podcast, shall we? Welcome back to the podcast, ladies and gentlemen. I hope you enjoyed that brief, brief message from our wonderful sponsors here at Joe Kelly's Psychedelic Experience. My hair is too fucking long. I'm just now realizing that because I can see myself in the camera over there. My hair is so fucking long, dude. I wish I would have never got that 
next run of t-shirts. I got cut my fucking hair, but now I got a fucking, I can't have short hair and then sell a picture or a t-shirt with my face on it that has long hair. But anyway, that's another topic for another day. All right. Uh, <clears throat> what's going on in the news, ladies and gentlemen, how about that F-35? That's an airplane that went missing. And, uh, I guess they found it a couple few hours ago, something like that. And uh, it crashed or, or whatever. Some people thought it got uh, stolen or, or, you know, remote controlled, whatever it is. The people who are uh, more of the uh, 9-11 conspiracy world definitely thought it was uh, stolen somehow from a remote control. But, dude, I was just thinking because like F-35s, what is it? They cost like $100 million or something like that. And uh, I'm pretty sure we we pay for that. And if stuff like that just goes missing, everyone's like, well, we'll find it eventually, you know. But if you're off by $100 on your taxes, you probably go to jail, you know. It's the whole, it's the whole fucking separation of like, I don't know. Someone should be responsible for losing a $100 million fucking airplane, you know. Because if you don't keep track of your shit, you get butt-fucked. They fucking garnish your wages. They'll steal your fucking house. If you miss too many car payments, they take your fucking car. But you can lose a $100 million jet and no one, no one is held responsible for it somehow. And then you send an extra $66 billion to Ukraine by accident and no one does a fucking thing, you know? It's just weird it's just weird the 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 rules that are for others and then the rules who are for or the rules for us us regular fucking jack offs sitting around you know paying our taxes on time like a goddamn fool you know spends paying our fucking taxes so they could buy planes that go missing and then we can fund wars or you know or whatever the fuck it is we're funding over there in Russia and Ukraine now cuz nobody seems to know Nobody seems to know exactly what's going on. Uh, and Ukraine is not doing well in that war from what I have read and heard. And uh, we just keep pissing more money away over there for some reason. I'll tell you what it's not. It's definitely not a fucking, uh, it's not a money laundering thing that's going on over there. You know, nobody in America has any business ties to Ukraine. And yet they got fucking... They got 17 people in their goddamn military in Ukraine. And for some reason, they need $66 billion extra from what they fucking missed out on. But anyway, that's nor here nor there. You know, the plane went missing. They might have found it. Who the fuck knows? Who the fuck really cares? You know, we should. I think we should because it's not the fact that the plane went missing. It's that they're pissing our money away. Maybe it crashed. Maybe it didn't. Who the fuck really knows? But, uh. Just those separate rules really fucking get in my craw, you know? You try you try making $100 million and just have it go fucking missing and tell Uncle Sam about it. Go out. Fucking just disappeared on me. I don't fucking know. I don't fucking know. You'll be in jail. You'll be in jail in a fucking heartbeat. That's what the fuck will happen. I didn't mean to bump the mic. I apologize about that. What was the other thing? The fucking, the lady, the politician lady. I don't know her fucking name. I should look it up. Bobert? Bobart? Who's the lady who was jerking the guy off at goddamn Beetlejuice the Musical? Bobert? Is that her name? Lauren, 
Lauren Babert. Well, did you see the video of her fucking, she got kicked out of goddamn Beetlejuice the musical or the play or whatever the fuck. Who goes to see Beetlejuice at a goddamn theater anyway? Who does that? Nobody should. That should not be, that is fucking trash. That should not be something that is ever done on a stage anywhere. It's fucking Beetlejuice. Is fucking, you know, Michael Keaton. It's a great movie. I'm not going to say it's not a great movie. It was my favorite movie when I was a kid, all right? So I know it's a great fucking movie, but I can't imagine the live show is any fucking good. You know? I can't imagine. Was it a fucking... I hope it wasn't a musical. I hope it was just a performance. But we'll... I should have done some research about this, huh? Beetle, oh, the Beetlejuice 2 is coming out. What the fuck? Musical? Is it a musical? It is a fucking musical. God damn it, we're in trouble, people. When they start making Beetlejuice the... Oh, look at these fucking idiots, too. God, everyone looks so fucking stupid. What the fuck? I could understand why you'd start jerking somebody off if you were at Beetlejuice the musical... I can't imagine it was very interesting. And, you know, she was getting her titties grabbed and she was jerking the guy off and then she got kicked out. But, you know, it just goes to show that just regular, just regular people can be polit. Remember when you used to have to be like a classy person to be a politician? Remember if you like you went out to a theater, as long as you didn't get shot in the head like Abe Lincoln, you behaved yourself. You acted like a, a person of class. You acted like, you know... You've been there before. You act like you deserve the position that you were elected by the regular people. But now it was just fucking sluts and jerking off and fucking tits and this, that, and the other. And I think it's a great thing. I think it's great that just trashy people are now becoming politicians. I don't know what that Lauren lady does. I don't know who she represents. If I had to guess, I'd say Florida or somewhere in the Midwest, maybe. Let's look it up together, shall we? Who is Lauren Boebert and what the fuck is she doing? A United States representative. She was vaping. Oh, vaping. That was why she, I didn't even notice. I didn't even realize she got kicked out for vaping. I thought she was just fucking yapping and fucking jerking people off. She's only 36 too. Goddamn. I think I got a shot with this fucking horny broad. Where the fuck does she represent? Colorado. Oh, she's one of the mountain people. Well, that makes sense. We love a sexy polit. We love a sexy dumb politician here in this country. You know, whenever who was the other? Who was the Alaska lady with fucking McCain back in the day? Uh, Palin, Sarah Palin. Remember her? When she was like, I'm just fucking. I don't know nothing about nothing. I was like, you're kind of hot though, so we like you. That's the same thing with this Bobert lady or Bobart, whatever the fuck. I just like the fact that politicians are out there jerking people off at shitty musicals. It makes me feel better about the things I've done with my life. Some of the uh, maybe sketchy sexual encounters I had. I wasn't getting jerked off at Beetlejuice the musical ever. I wish I was, though. That'd be something that I fucking... I'm missing out on, man. Who the fuck makes Beetlejuice the goddamn musical? There aren't any... There aren't fucking songs in it. There's no songs in the fucking movie. It's just instrumental shit. How the fuck? I don't understand what people are doing with their time, man. 
And the fact that she even went makes me feel like she should not be, she shouldn't be allowed in public, you know? Maybe she should be in public, but she needs to be in a trailer park uh, or maybe a dead end dirt road, something like that, you know? She doesn't, she's not the class, she's not the type of person that is fit to be uh, running Colorado. Colorado is a great state, you know? You can't be fucking jerking people off. You got bills to sign. You're going to get carpal tunnel. They're going to pass a bill that's going to fucking go, uh, people in Colorado are going to have the best life in the whole goddamn country, and your hand's going to be too tired to sign it. So you would be like, ah, I'll sign it tomorrow, and then those bills just go away. You know? Would you jerk off somebody in Beetlejuice the Musical? I, I might jerk myself off. I might masturbate, you know? I might fill up my own titties. And jack my own dick at Beetlejuice the musical. How boring must that have been? Where you're gonna jerk off and 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 she's a floozy too. It was like their first date. This and then she's not gonna see him again. Imagine you go to dinner and then you're getting a handy immediately from a powerful woman, too. And then she goes, No thanks. I had fun with you, but I don't ever want to see you again. That's the dream of every man is to get jacked off by a real pretty lady. And then she goes, ah, thanks for that. (laughs) Usually you got to work real hard to get jacked off by a fucking classy lady. But uh, not nowadays. Everyone's just a whore. And I like it. I'm all for it. You know? What a good good time. She's a product of the society that we live in. And uh, she should not be shamed for jerking off and getting felt up at the goddamn uh, musical. She should be ashamed for going to Beetlejuice the fucking musical. I still can't believe that that's that's actually a fucking thing. That blows my mind. What are they going to do next? Airbud the musical? They're going to do a silent film musical? Anything else that doesn't have any fucking music in it? Jurassic Park. The musical. There's no fucking songs. How do you make a musical out of a movie that don't have no songs? That makes no sense to me. Grease? Okay, that makes sense. It's already a musical. Put it on the fucking theater. I'll go watch it, whatever. But to make a fucking, an instrumental instrumental movie a musical does not make any sense to me at all. You're just gaying it up. That's all it is. Beetlejuice was cool, man. He was a cool guy becoming a snake. And fucking shrimp fingers, they fucking do the shrimp finger things and smash people's face into the table or push them over, whatever the fuck it was. And now you're gaining up with your songs. How many songs can you write about fucking Beetlejuice? None. You don't need any. If you needed songs in Beetlejuice, they would have put some the fuck in when they put out the movie in 88. But they didn't do that. Because you don't need musical, you don't need songs, I should say, to make Beetlejuice worth watching. You just go watch the fucking movie, you know, maybe make it a play. Even then, I still wouldn't support anyone going to a play. But Beetlejuice, the musical, dude, someone fucked up. Someone needs to be someone needs to fucking be exiled from society and possibly life for that bullshit. That's nonsense to me. Anyway, let's get you the animal video clip of the week. And get you on your way. How about that, people? This video, fun, fun video, dude. I can relate to this one more than a lot of the other videos I talk about here on the podcast, all right? This is a, um, there's a lady. 
She's got some shorts on and big old fat ass. A nice, plump, juicy keister, all right? And uh, there's a dog behind her. I can't remember what kind of dog. I could barely remember that there was a dog. That's how fat this ass was, ladies and gentlemen. There's a link in the description of the podcast, fellas. Wink, wink. (laughs) But uh, I don't know exactly what happened and if the dog belonged to this lady or not. But, dude, that, that dog fucking took a bite on one of that lady's butt cheeks, dude. And I can't act like I wouldn't do the same thing if I was in that situation. I wouldn't even have to be a dog. I've bit some butts before. Let's be honest. I'm fucking gnawing a butt cheek, all right? I don't have the sharp canine fangs. I do have some canines. We all do, but nothing like a dog. But I can just relate to that dog because I don't think he was being violent. I don't think he was being aggressive. I don't think he was trying to take this lady out. I think he was just like, God damn, look at that dumper. I got to get me a little taste of that fucking thing. And because you're a dog... You can't go through the um, the appropriate steps that you're supposed to go through that we have uh, we've established as a society for biting on somebody's butt. You you know you got to fucking go. Oh, let's go out to eat and let me be nice and be a gentleman. But really, all I want to do is eat, take a bite of that butt, baby. That's all I really want to do. And being a dog, you can just fucking do that. And it's so it makes me envious. It makes me a little jealous. I like being bipedal. I'm glad we have language. Uh, you know, I'm glad that I don't have to eat fucking uh, can of food every day. You know, I'm glad for those things. But man, just to skip all, just to skip all those unnecessary steps and just be able to bite a butt cheek, man, I wish I could do that. Can't, can't. I'll be the new Russell Brand if I do that. So I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it unless I go through the appropriate steps to allow me to bite a butt cheek. But God damn, son, you can't blame the dog. Trust me. I know you guys are like, oh, that's probably a vicious animal. Uh, We need to put him down. Euthanasia, whatever the fuck it is. Humane society, get rid of the dog. But just look at the video. Look at this video and tell me you wouldn't do the same fucking thing if you were that dog. Tell me you wouldn't. Tell me you wouldn't. I dare you to, because I know you're full of shit if you do that, all right? Thanks for checking out the podcast this week, everybody. Hope we had a little bit of fun. Thank you to Magic Mind for sponsoring the podcast. You're absolutely wonderful. Do yourself a favor. Try some Magic Mind. Magicmind.com. Promo code J-O-E at checkout. Save you a few bucks. Also, if you want to support the Patreon, or if you want to support the podcast, patreon.com slash Utilize Shrooms is where you can do that. And then uh, I'll be in Huntsville the 22nd of September, this coming Friday, Seattle the 29th and the 30th. Some shows in October coming up as well. Salt Lake City, Utah, a couple things around Nashville. Headlining Black Circle Brewing in Indianapolis, October 15th. JoeKellyComedy.com has all your upcoming dates and information, all right? Thanks for being here, everybody. Thanks for everything that it is you do. I love you so much. Thanks for checking out the podcast this week. I'll uh, catch you around next week, all right? Do me a favor before you get out of here. Take care of yourself. Take care of somebody else. And I'll catch you around real fucking soon. Later, my friend.